whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Dave Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Gertz Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gertz. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Preston, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best this is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF, and uh, tell Big John to call the show if he wants to. If he wants to talk, he just called Rufus, Big John Ruth, <laughs> our beach music king. And there's a uh, there's a beach music shagging thing at the uh, Museum of History. Rufus tells me I didn't know it was there. Yes, yeah. that's quite a and quite and a show. Uh, there, Big John's photo was in there it certainly doing is. something. It's one of the, one of the leaders in beach music. And it is a fabulous collection. Uh, those of us who grew up on beach music. Big time history in this state in South it, Carolina. It is really a tremendous show. Mm-hmm. I recommend you go see it. I was talking off the air about the Williams Lake Club, which I never got a chance to go to, which was so famous in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And uh, I, I assume it's not there anymore, but uh, that was – the Williams Lake Club near in uh, Sampson County. Never got a chance to go there, but all the big beach music 
groups would go there I and love play beach music. Yeah, they, yeah, the <laughs> Embers were there too. So all the big groups. Uh, but at any rate, uh, go see that. I, I, that's a, another nice excuse to go to the History Museum. Uh, one thing about the History Museum, you can easily pick up a uh, Rufus Edmonston biography, mm-hmm. autobiography. <coughs> there they. They sell them there. That matter of fact, I signed ten books there when I was over there the other day. Just Good. said, uh, put my name in there and said thanks for helping the super kids. So they're there now. If you want to get a book, uh, right there they are at the Museum of History and see the the beach music display while you're at it. And Big John, you need to call us because we want to brag about you being in the beach music uh, exhibit at, at the. Museum of History. How about that? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, talk to Jerry and Wendell. Jerry, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning. Yes, sir. I need to put out some pre-emergent. Is it time now? Well, do you do you or let me ask you this: Where are you putting it out on your lawn? On my on my lawn. Yeah, yeah and I'm assuming that you don't plan to put any grass seed out. Well, I hadn't hadn't thought to. It, yeah, you can't you can't if you are going to put out a pre-emergent for weeds, you can't put out a grass seed because it it uh, prevents seeds from germinating, and that includes grass seeds. Right. Well, I'm not going to plant the seed. That I just wanted to uh, beat back the chickweed. I have it every spring. Well, the chickweed is is going to be gone when it gets warm. That uh, you need a post-emergent for that. You need something to spray on it to kill it immediately. A broadleaf weed killer. The pre-emergence is going to take care of things this time of year, like crabgrass. Now you would have planted that. Uh, you would have put out a pre-emergence in August to prevent the chick chickweed and henbit winter. Uh, weeds from coming up oh okay i got yeah so uh, what what about all this rain will that dilute it at all yeah it um i i wouldn't i wouldn't put it out on a you know a day uh, that you know if you know that it's going to to rain the next day for instance but you know sometime next week you could probably do it i think it's going to rain on monday right and uh maybe tomorrow but uh, you could you you know, as long as you got a few days in between rains, be the safest thing to do. Uh, but it depends on if you put or putting out a liquid or if you're uh, putting out a granular. The granular should be okay unless we have torrential rains. Yeah, it's granular. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for the information. Yeah. You know, it used to be uh, for the spring, it used to be when the forsythia is blooming. And I've had some blooming. That that means uh, the forsythia and the the crabgrass start blooming about the same time. So you, uh, I don't, you know, the soil's been kind of cool. So I don't know if any, anybody has seen any crabgrass, but at any rate, you could probably uh, go ahead and do that. And you're going to have to do it again this summer, early summer. You know, it only works for a few months. Right. But the chickweed is a different story. That's that's uh, you you. That's for, you know, a fall, winter thing. That's a winter annual, uh, winter weed. And uh, you would prevent that by putting out a pre-emergence in, around, you know, August. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for the information. I enjoyed the show. Jerry, I appreciate you. you being a part of it, buddy. <clears throat> Bye-bye. Sue is an apex. Sue, good morning. You're on WPTF. 
Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. So I had um, my whole front yard sod last uh, fall, I would say um, probably late September. And um, this rain has pretty much done it in. <laughs> I, I hope it's going to survive, but it's um, very yellowed. And there's even some kind of bare spots where water is standing. And I've tried to de- figure out whether I should fertilize in a little while, just wait and see, or what I should do. There are some areas that are much greener than other areas and some areas that are pretty yellow. What's your advice? And it's a uh, tall fescue, I'm sorry. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. What yeah. kind of grass is it? <laughs> now, so, so you're, you're wanting to, uh, you want to reseed or... Well, I don't know what to do. It's very thin in some areas. and Yeah, the spring for fescue is not going to be a good time. I mean, you can, if you're going to put out you know, this uh, the February around uh, Valentine's Day, you put out a light amount of, of uh, nitrogen. Uh-huh. Uh, but as for planting, you know, probably March, get some seed out in March, Good quality seed, uh, white quarrel seed is good, and you know it's probably going to die because it's it, this summer. But a lot of it because it just has to re. It's hard to establish a root system for fescue. Yeah, Do it you, might be a little easier since she's got the sod. It might. Oh, be. this is. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it the sod might part. Be. Yeah, she had it sodded last year in the, in the fall, right? Is that what you said? Right. Right, exactly. So, and um, you know, some areas are pretty good. Some of the other other areas, and it's just so much rain. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> could uh, you could uh, if you want to add a little okay. sod, that'd probably be better. I missed the sod. I apologize. That's okay. I, I would I would either put a little bit more sod in those in those really bad areas, or either I would just go ahead and maybe try to to put a little bit of seed out in there because. You've got some. You probably still got some good um, soil from yeah. from right. the. But sod. it's still it's still yeah, putting it's, it out in the spring is still difficult. Really chancy, but uh, the sod. Since you put sod out, mm-hmm. you know, you've got you should have a good root system from that sod. I mean, you're way ahead of the game on that. But uh, what about as, fertilizing? Yeah, yeah. Fertilizer uh, during February, fertilize, but it's a it's a light application of nitrogen, and. Uh-huh. The uh, the folks at NC State, uh, you can you can get it through the Extension Service or online. Uh, Turf Files is a great. Uh, they have calendars and they have specific amounts of uh, fertilizer. But this is the lightest amount you would use of nitrogen this time of year. But I'd hurry up and get it out because uh-huh. uh, you don't if you if you wait too late. Unless you're a professional or something, you have to. You're going to deal with brown patch and some other things, other diseases that are brought on by too much nitrogen, et cetera. But yeah, if you if you just uh, you can either get you a little more uh, sod, or which will be quick, or you can you can uh, certainly put some seed out in March. Yeah. Or you are you as you said you can wait and see what's going to happen. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not a lawn man, but. I, I always used, like to love and see what's going to happen yeah. before I try to take a remedy on something. You know, the fest, the uh, if you have a warm season grass, then uh, I'd be a little more optimistic about it 
changing. Uh, but, you know, the fescues, if, if you lose fescues, is going away. The, the, uh, the warm season grasses are much more resilient. They get, uh, you know, yellow this time of year and look like they're dead. But uh, when, they, you know, when it gets warm enough, they're going to be fine, nice and thick and fine. But fescue is just we, we're on a border area here, and it's really tough to, to grow fescue. It likes cooler temperatures. So, yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Well, thank you for your feedback. Yes, ma'am. Thank uh-huh. you. Have a great day. My friend Chip Winstead, uh, who has an account with a, uh, folks who take care of lawns, a fairway green, says <laughs> a lot of times it's cheaper to get the, the folks, uh, the professionals to do it yeah. than it is to, to keep throwing f- seed yeah. out there and fertilizer <clears throat> if, you, if you're not sure what you're doing, especially. But it can, it can get very expensive so uh, you might you might get get a professional since you had a professional i'm sure i'm assuming do the the sod get somebody else to take a look at that and see if they can rehabilitate it a little bit uh 919-860-9783 more of the weekend gardener coming up we'll talk to frank timberlake and uh happy herb in durham happy You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Ooh, that's our cue. Yep. All right, well, uh, Frank Timberlake is on. Frank, did you, um, good morning to you, did you hear your name mentioned, or what prompted you to call this morning? Well. Because <laughs> it was mentioned. First of all, I wanted to let everybody know that if they have a shortage, that Linda and I have some crabgrass seed, we'd be more than willing to share. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a good idea. We called because my longtime friend, Sonny Driver, and I got together. We have a promise that when we ever get together, there's a million problems in the world, and we try to solve two of them. We only got one solved yesterday, but somewhere in the conversation, have any of y'all got plants that anyone's ever named after you no i don't i, I know rufus has a lot of pass along plants a lot of plants he's, that have come from friends and so forth and i don't know if he's named have you named any or if uh, have no, you had any plants named after you i just get roads and roadways and and hot dogs yeah, yeah. no you plants there's a guy down there on the border of north carolina that's got those uh lilies and he's got jim hunt and carolyn hunt and robert morgan and Mm. all of that but anyway rufus uh sonny and i were talking uh yesterday and we decided that you ought to have you're the last of what we call the old guard uh you know uh, jim graham's gone that's right gone john ingram's gone all jimmy green we and we were talking about that and because you have staying power, Sonny and I think that we ought to have a cactus named after <laughs> That's a of good all one. things. And we want a to name cactus. it the Honky Tonk Prickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure, Phil, you would carry that in your, your uh, store out there. Yeah. Phil, you you could probably you sell of lots those, of them. Phil, do you think you can get one of those... Bread, you you're gonna have to be awfully careful. I promise you. I yeah. probably can. I I got a guy down in Florida that might could do that. Well, I think we ought to we we ought to make a concerted effort. 
do. Something's... Well, well, y'all been doing this for so long. I mean, somebody in in the in the greenhouse in the growing business. I, I think we'll have they... to talk to Doctor Warner about that next week. Yeah, he's he's uh, the <laughs> the expert get, at that. Don't I get a say so in what kind of plant I want? Frank? I know, no, no. Frank's no. already decided it's a uh, a cactus. cactus. It's a cactus. It's a honky tonk prick. And uh, you need to get. Named after you, an angel flower. There you go. Oh. An angel trumpet. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, That's uh, a- and, and, and Mike, <clears throat> yours should be news at 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That could be a rose or a camellia or something. But I, yeah. I would like, if Phil or you or anybody else can breed one of these things, I would like to own a cactus uh, at named Honky Tonk Prickly in honor of uh, Sir Rufus. There. I would, oh, and that would be great. You know, okay. succulents. Yeah. Succulents is in the second. Yeah, that's a yeah. big thing. So maybe oh, we can. Is, you know, have you ever watched him? We were talking about this the other day. Have you ever have you ever watched him suck down some barbecue and corn sticks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I sure did down at Tar Hill Barbecue last week. <laughs> oh, I, I sure you. enough did. Well, yeah. Sonny, Sonny and I want to take you down there one day. And, and well, I want to meet. I want to meet Sonny Driver. <clears throat> I, I tell you, tell him I done signed a book for him. You, you're going to be putting the mail on on. Uh, He's on on and Monday, and I, I said that that he was lucky to have a friend. Like Frank Timberlake and Rufus Edmiston. There yeah. you go. You know, you know, he's one of your fans, and that means you're probably up to eight now. Uh, at I'm least, okay, at least. <laughs> okay. I mean, oh, I yeah. stopped counting a while ago, but yeah. No, I thought about it. Y'all do this and everything else. There's somebody that's uh, plant breeders or somebody. That, I mean, it could be a. Uh, variety of flowers but i think that would be a cool tribute to y'all I oh that's so nice yeah it's really nice of you frank now i don't have a green thumb everybody knows that linda here and we're chomping you know we did all those raised bed boxes last year because right. covid couldn't go anywhere <clears throat> everybody knows that linda has the green thumb because mm-hmm. she went through you you know years ago when we bought this place in 85 out here uh near bun lake at east of zebulon we we went crazy, and she went to the she went through the master gardener program. Oh wow, good for I was her! Really fond of her getting into that, but over the years I've found out what that means. She's the master, and I'm the and gardener. You're gardener. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> She's the taskmaster, huh? Yes, yes. So anyway, oh, but uh, no, that's I thought that's a fresh spring idea. Let's get somebody that breeds plants or flowers or something to name something after the three of y'all. Oh, you're so nice, Frank. I appreciate well, that, buddy. You, know, you can't beat family. That's right. That's you right. can't. You can't. Yeah. Frank, take it easy, buddy. Hey, good to talk to y'all always. <laughs> Enjoy care. the show. Thank Thanks, you, buddy. Frank. Take right. care. Say hello to Sonny and Linda for us. We will. All take right, care. bud. Uh, 1028 WPTF time. Let's talk to Happy Herb. Happy Herb in Durham. Herb? Good morning, Mike. I'm glad you're... Is this the first time you've been happy? Oh, no. Mike, let me tell you. I know you're up against it, so I'll be quick. Those of us who are in our 70s, we're happy every morning we wake up. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen, Herb. We are happy. Mike, real quick. Yeah. uh, I uh, got my seat catalogs, and I had lost my uh, Mexican sunflowers 
and also my uh, hyacinth bean vines. So I ordered them and can't wait for the ground to dry out and get going again. Some people don't like Mexican sunflowers, but I like them a lot. Rufus, you, oh, I, you have I love uh, them. Really lots of them. They come yeah. on and they they're the best the best things for butterflies I've ever seen. Even, yeah, they really even better attract. than a butterfly bush, and they bloom way into the late the late yes, fall. Yes, they do. One came up in my um in our uh, like where we throw out soil, old soil, and one came up in there and it was. Absolutely. I thought somebody had planted it. I thought one of my workers had planted it, came up, and it bloomed till way past frost yeah. because it was under some trees. It reminds me of a dahlia bloom. It's beautiful. And I, I just wish that they would do a, a, a smaller one so they would not fall over. But I, I, I tried the smaller the seed that said it would be a smaller plant. Yeah. It went up. Got feet. about 15 seconds, Herb. Yeah. So, Herb, I love a Mexican sunflower. Well, I'll, I'll run real quick. Mike. I heard your neighbors talking about uh, lawns, and in the spirit of Black History Month, there was a guy by the name of O'Neill Ray Collins, a black botanist, and he and he discovered uh, slime mold. So uh, that's a problem for a lot of yards. So you know, it, especially uh, yeah. with all of the rain that we've had, those types wow. of diseases are are going to be uh, popping up. How about that? That's so cool, Herb. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, Happy Herb. Happy Herb. Have a wonderful day, my friend. Give our best to your mom down there in Jamesville. All right. uh, More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty. We're back on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. And uh, if you're planting... Black cow is what you should use, the mature manure, and I'm sure a lot of you are thinking about planting. I wouldn't do it today because it's it's still pretty soggy out there. Uh, you know, the warmer planting season is getting here. It'll be here at some point. It's going to be warm tomorrow, but I think there's some rain associated with that too. But uh, get ready to, to get started. Make sure that you get your flower, vegetable gardens off to a great start with black cow. Prepare your new plant beds with a one and a half inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it with the soil and six inches deep. Black cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. That is so important because we love to put nitrogen all over the plants and, and uh, sometimes we put too much. Pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing. More details. Check out their website. It's a good one. Black Cow. That's spelled with a K. Blackcow.com. That's a K-O-W. All right. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. And uh, Phil, Philip, down in New Hill. We're being overrun today by New Hill people. I got We've got uh, Mitchell here we're getting ready to talk to, but... Uh, Phil says, uh, in the summer, my emerald zoysia lawn looks like a golf course, thick and beautiful this time of year with, with all the rain. The lower sections of my lawn is a soupy mess with that, um, I guess he's kind of leaning toward that Chatham County area, lots of clay underneath. Um, could I put another layer of sod on top to raise a level of the yard, or should I simply add additional soil? Um I would, yeah, whatever you do, I would, 
I would start a new one in those areas after you figure out if it's going to come back. So you won't you don't want to do any of this until May for the warm season grass. And I would wait to see if it responds to to warm temperatures and works itself out. And uh, if it's uh, well established, you can you know you can rake it a little bit and and see what uh, what happens with that. And then at that point, I would I would take the bare areas if you have anything that that uh, is ends up being bare and putting in some new sod maybe. A, a little strip of sod in that area. I think that's what I would do with that. Any, uh, Phil, does that uh, sound good to you? Yeah, that sounds good. Sod's always, it just, it's easier to get going. That's a whole lot. And, yeah. and with the warm season grasses, it, unless yeah. it's Bermuda, uh, you can you can um, have success with Bermuda grass if you distribute it right. Some people just put a teeny tiny little seed in a, in uh, you know, in a machine and, and walk around the yard and, and you can't, it's too small. You have to mix it with sand uh, to make sure that you get good coverage with that. So, uh, you you know, if it's Bermuda, you know, the centipede, uh, centipede and zoysia seed, it's, it's, it's harder to get established. It's going to take yeah. a while anyway. Yeah. So if you can afford sod, use the sod. But I, I think I'd wait until it warms up some wait until may before you do anything there phil and uh, you may be surprised how resilient that stuff is that the uh the yards around my area that are uh, i don't know if they went fully dormant but they certainly are yellow yeah. the the zoysia we have several zoysia lawns and uh, a centipede lawn even all right uh, let's go to mitchell and new hill hey mitchell how you doing hey, buddy? thanks for taking my call yeah what can we do for you today um, I have a west-facing lawn. I just moved into New Hill in um, October, and um, my front yard is very steep sloping, so I'm going to terrace it in uh, probably the fall or sometime after then. And in the middle section, I want to do some kind of, I don't know, perennial garden, bushes, whatever, low-lying um, plant bushes, and I'm just looking for advice. And it's a uh, west-facing, maybe slightly north. West facing, slightly north. All right, uh, terracing. Do you? I, you know, I don't know of anybody who does terracing. That's an interesting oh, thing. I, I actually, actually, have somebody who's going to do the terracing. Oh, yeah. okay. I was, I was going to ask you yeah. how to do it. I've never, I've never tried that. That's beautiful. Before, at yeah, the, yeah. The terraces over there. Are that's gorgeous. really, re, that's really interesting stuff. Yeah. If if you can, uh, if you know how to do it. <clears throat> do you have any terracing in your yard? Rufus? Well, sort of, sort of on banks, not exactly terracing. Yeah. But I, he's, he asked what to put in there. If it's sort of the wet lying part, a lot of flag iris. Well, it's west facing too, it, so it's going to get some hot. It's, it's going to get hot. It's not protected, right, by any trees or anything. Correct. Okay, yeah. it's going to get some hot afternoon sun. If you're so, on a slope, though, you can do flag iris. You yeah. can do daylilies and things that will hold the moist moisture. Uh, even in, in dry times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil, you sell a lot of perennials. What would you suggest? Um, well, I think lilies can kind of get away from you, but I think that would not be a bad idea. Um, anything like we were talking about um, flocks, the taller growing yeah. flocks, uh, they would be <clears throat> beautiful there. Um, it's always hard to come up with with perennials when you're trying to 
I'm trying to think what we got starting up at the A's there. <laughs> We've got, um, you think, um, there's always some really pretty salvias, like um, there's some real pretty blue salvias that the butterflies love and the hummingbirds love. And then there's uh, some of the red salvias. So there's, yeah, I got one I'm called Hot Lips. Yep, Hot Lips. Lips. We just got that in yesterday to plant. So there's some really nice uh, salvias. You could also do a, an herb section if you wanted to. Um, I don't yeah, know. We do that. Yeah, herb section would be really nice out there in the in the sun. Uh, so you could do some of the herbs that you might want to use in the kitchen while you're cooking. And then um, let's see what else. Um, there's there's just tons of of really nice sun perennials. Uh, you could put lamb. They, do they need to be drought tolerant if they're they're terraced or on a mm, slope or not? No, I think they're. Any perennial is probably going to be okay as long okay. as you get it watered in and established. Mitchell, I would suggest that you take a photo of the area that yeah. you're uh, most concerned about uh, planting and take that photo with you to uh, Campbell Road or, or uh, the garden hut there in Fuquay Varina and uh, they, they can give you they can you know see see what the area looks like. Yeah. And give right. you some more, even more specific ideas. And I, I would suggest using um, uh, different types, different colors and textures. I, I love that in trees and yes. in perennials, like yes, lamb's ear, um, uh, is a great plant to put in the sun. Um, and yeah, put that before. yes, yes, coleus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Coleus is, coleus is an annual, but you can also stick a few annuals in your perennial bed, and that mm-hmm. would sure. look good. To fill it out, sure. Yes. So um, we're going to have, um, I don't know how far you are away, from, well, if you're at New Hill. But anyway, we're going to be having a new, uh, about 1,500 flats of perennials that will definitely be ready between the 1st and the 15th of April. So um, to give you some ideas, and what we do is we put our sun perennials, of course, in the sun, and so you don't have to try to figure it out. And then the shade perennials in the shade. So you can just come and walk the, the sun perennials and, mm-hmm. and pick out some things you like. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This could well, be a really great. fun expedition. That would be. That that sounds like fun. Planning, yeah. I know. I'm excited. That's why I'm starting so far. Ahead. Well, it's good to plan. I'm glad you're thinking yes. about planning this area because a lot of people don't plan, including yours truly, and, and you just kind of stick plants here and there. <laughs> that's and what I do. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, right, yeah. Brother Rufus? Well, that, that's the fun, though. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. Yeah. I've done that. I've done mostly not planning and just doing. <laughs> so, Mitchell, where, where were you uh, before you went to New Hill? You from this area? Scary. Where? Yeah. Kerry. Oh, from Kerry. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm originally from Greensboro. I've listened to you guys for, I, I don't know, 25 years or so. Oh, wow. But it's the first time I've called. Wow, you don't what sound is? old enough to have listened to us that long. <laughs> you sound really young. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And I'm glad you called. Don't be thanks. a stranger. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Richard in Raleigh. Richard, good morning. Uh, good morning. This is Richard again. We talked a little bit earlier this morning, but I had another question that I didn't get the chance to. Or All right. Yeah, I know. You're getting on the air and everything. You just you sometimes forget <laughs> things. So how, what, what's this question? Uh, it's in a fescue lawn. Um, it looks like the soil has gotten very acidic. And um, 
I got a lot of moss growing. All right. Well, that's uh, that's because of the acidic is right. Yeah, you got you've got a very acid soil. So I would I would get a soil test and see what that tells me, and then you can. Uh, I'm sure the lawns around here you're going to need uh, plenty of lime. That will help take care of some of that moss. Do you have? Uh, is this a shady area? Because usually moss grows in compacted, acid, shady areas. Yes, I mean it. It, it, it is shaded. It's up under. You know, there's 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 a fair amount of trees. But uh, in the past, you know, the the fescue grass has done fairly well in this area and stuff like right. that. Right. So you gotta you gotta make sure you aerate every year, every fall, uh, particularly. Uh, since that's that's the best growing time for for uh, fescue. Um, but as of the, right now, what is, is there any kind of a solution? I mean, it's getting into the point where you know. Um, yeah, well, I'd, I'd I'd get a soil test first, get yes. soil tests, and then see see what you need, see what you're lacking. I'm sure you're lacking uh, nutrients, and in, including lime. Lime will help neutralize that acid. And that uh, that's where you can start. And and as long as you're not using a pre-emergence, you can overseed that area. Once you, you know, ideally you get you you get the area broken up. You've got to break up. You've got to loosen that soil because it's compacted. That's what moss likes. One of the things. So you gotta you gotta get that all straightened out. And uh, you can plant some if you get all of this done. But you know. There's no guarantee that the fescue is is all going to live no, through the no, yeah, the hot I, summer yeah, if you're planting now. That's always a that, yeah. always a problem. But those are some of the things you need to think about. And and you can go online to Turf Files. It's an NC State University uh, turf specialist site, and uh, it has a lot of things on there for homeowners and their calendars and and disease and weeds and all kinds of things that you can take a look at. But it will talk about that and there's also a publication you can download if you want called carolina lawns and that will tell you even a lot more than we've just told you okay well very good thank you thank you richard vicky is in raleigh vicky good morning can you hear me i can hear you fine vicky oh good i had a hedgerow of uh, green giant i planted 12 years ago arbovitae yeah oh, right between myself and my neighbor, and of course they're about 25, 30 feet tall, and my neighbor had a similar hedgerow with holly that backed up to them. Boy, y'all really don't want to see each other, do you? <laughs> well, I won't tell you the story. Okay, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, all right, so you, you both have real tall hedges. We did, except they took out the hollies this week, all of them, which left all my, uh, that side of theirs, um, really bare. My my green giants on her side <clears throat> look like they just didn't get enough sun or something, so they all kind of look dead on that side. But on my side, they're green. So uh, will they come back, or what do you think I ought to do? Uh, you know, I as long as you see the green, <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about it. I, I would trim. I would trim up the the other side a little bit as long as it's on your land. And then uh, yes, you're talking to an attorney now. And uh, <laughs> so, so um, Rufus, would you take off the green on my side if I? No, I no. You've got you've got the good side. Leave it like it is. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you and there is a, a kind of uh, what's that 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 fertilizer that turns things 
green fill. Uh, green paint. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, yeah, is there a, is there saying. a chance that an arborvitae is going to revitalize once the the sun is there? It's it might some, but it's probably not going to ever thicken up because what's happened is those hollies have grown into that tree or the tree mm-hmm. has tried to grow into the hollies. Yeah, I think and your your neighbor is going to find that she wants to plant something something else because she oh, may get yeah. tired of the of the dead looking yeah, side although it's not yeah. dead it's it's just yeah, it's just sun deprived right yeah. yeah and i hate to limb them up on but you know all the way nope. up because i i want to no i, I wouldn't i wouldn't worry about the other side yeah just okay don't disturb them mm-hmm. see how the, see how they work there see don't how come, they look don't come it, out it, so. may, they look next it year. may handle itself yeah <laughs> it may yeah, you find might find some newly planted stuff out there at some the, point. The bad news, yeah. this is the bad news. The oh. bad news is going to be that if a wind comes, a really bad wind comes, mm-hmm. and the growth is on your side, they might mm-hmm. they may fall towards your side because they don't have the yeah weight, they are the a little weight. more weighted. Uh, yeah, they don't have the weight unbalanced. To so you might want to think about that. Think about okay. that tomorrow, Vicky. As uh, those, uh, we've got winds, pretty windy day tomorrow. Uh, so uh, I thought you were trying to be like Scarlett O'Hara. I'll think about that tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know that—that's the way my wife is. So, you know, nothing bothers her. But I—I I, um, I, I would probably think it. Think about it all night yeah. as the wind is blowing. Whether it's going to fall up. on the. <laughs> yeah, don't worry no, it's about. Just it. yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, just kind of keep a watch on them. Yeah. Well, my wife okay. would say, "Well, my goodness." <laughs> well, well, one day I'll tell you why I planted them, but not 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 on me. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. talk talk to our attorney about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all have a great day. Thank you. You too. Yeah, that's right. He does a little pro bono work. Uh, Big John is. Let's talk to Big John here. Yeah, Big John. Hey guys, what's happening? Hey, not much. Well, I, do you know that your picture is You're beaming? Happy. In the North Carolina Museum of History uh, Beach Music section, which is a wonderful exhibit, uh, your Cheryl and my Cheryl visited. Uh, we visited there, both of them, yeah. and and we looked at, for Big John's picture, and there it was, right on the wall. Is it a big picture? It is a big picture. <laughs> Good, of big, has of to big be a John. big picture. Poster size for Big Big John. Actually, actually Rufus, it's the one they took. They went down to Newman Avenue, the post office. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they good for you. Museum downtown Raleigh. Oh. Now, actually, that was taken. Uh, that one particular one I think you're talking about was uh, when I worked at Kicks, right up right across the hall from you guys. And uh, oh wow. Yeah, Kicks one two point nine. Yeah, man. For about ten years, I think it was. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty. Scott Mason did a. a story on me traveling right that picture was that was used so yeah that was pretty that's quite an honor you know i bet so i'll, I'll take it how you guys doing we're doing fine doing good doing real well legend the two legends oh i can't i can't leave well i'm leaving i'm leaving somebody out of it i'm sure so uh you got ann with you and ann's uh and sitting here. right here hey ann and uh hey john i just feel yeah, Phil Campbell. Phil, what's up, Phil? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Not much. How you doing, girl? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Hanging in there, girl. I heard I'm that. Ready for some, I'm ready for some uh, 
fried bologna sandwiches with some German Johnson tomatoes on it. Well, I heard Lord that. Have mercy, interesting. Well, I'll, t- I'll take bacon, bacon with mine. <laughs> yeah. I do you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I was about time. When can we start planting them? It now or no? no? No, it's too cold, John. I'll have some ready for you. I'll have some German Johnsons ready the 1st of May. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. They don't make down vests for tomato plants, so they, <laughs> yeah. they got to wait a while, John. That's right. You just you just make sure <laughs> that neighbor of yours grows his tomatoes again. <laughs> oh, oh, Rufus must have liked those tomatoes. Yes, oh, him did. did. <laughs> Jimmy Rice, buddy of mine in Cary, he's a green thumb like you guys are. He, uh, he's got one of his tomatoes. You make a sandwich with that, you have to stand over the kitchen sink and eat it. Oh, that's, that's, right. Right. that's, that's the best great. type. That's the best kind. Yeah, it is. Well, Big John, take it easy, buddy. It's always a pleasure. You guys have God a- love you, man. You take care. See ya. Bye. See ya. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's head quickly to Charlotte and uh, Gloria. Gloria, good morning. Good morning. How can we help you? I My front yard is about to wash away. What kind of ground cover can I put down? Well, you 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 gonna have to wait until it dries out before you can plant it. But uh, so Maybe. you have a you have a sloped area. Yes. Okay. You, you get plenty of sun. Um, partial sun. I've got a crepe myrtle in the front yard, and it sort of blooms out. And yeah. Otherwise, I was gonna I was gonna mention um, daylilies. You can put mondo grass. Mondo grass is a Great. is a good thing. It's beautiful. Um Yeah, and, and you know the liriopes, uh, that that family of of plants, the liriope is is bigger, but uh, yeah. you know the monkey grass, uh, okay. a lot of people call it, or um, the liriope, the uh, mondo grass is much smaller. The mondo uh, grass is a good one. Yeah. It, it will hold. Uh, it will hold soil together. Yeah, there's there's several things that will work work for that. Okay. But you need to wait until you're sure that it's uh, not muddy out there or anything, that you can get into the soil uh, without it squishing. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, you, you Gloria. You want to think about periwinkle, too. Yeah. Okay. Think yep. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else y'all can think of before she leaves? Yeah, I think those are some good ideas. Go to a – go find you a good garden center and, and mention the same thing and, and – you'll be able to eyeball some of those plants, too, and uh, find some of their recommendations. All right. Thank you, Gloria. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Good luck. All right. Uh, Josh, do we need to – Jason, do we need to take a break? Yeah, well, let's just just break. We'll be right back. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We've just, in fact, it's run so long, we've run it into the ground. But we've, uh, we're have we almost through here. Steve is in Gardener. Steve, uh, I, I mentioned daylilies for that slope. That's one good thing. Yeah. I don't know if she has enough sun. You left out Liriope when you were talking to him. That's another. No, 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 no. I mentioned. I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Phil mentioned Mondo grass, and I mentioned oh. Liriope. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole family of. I mean, there are all kinds of They're different great. Uh, Liriopes and Mondo grasses of different sizes, and yeah, that's that's the first, the uh, second thing I thought of. I thought of. Uh, if, if it's in full sun, the variegated Liriope is a really pretty one to put. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you think of anything else that might help her? Well, I mean. The, the daylilies 
is one of those things that if he goes to our website, the American Daylily Society Mm -hmm. website, he can find commercial gardens around here that have a huge variety of uh, different colors and textures and uh, heights, and he can vary the height of things. Also, the the grasses, uh, the uh, uh, miscanthus is, is another good. Yeah, one. that's very popular. Yeah, we don't talk about that enough, and people don't use them enough. You're exactly yeah, right. It, it adds a height and texture yep. to it too. Yep. Gosh, there's so many types of ornamental grasses yes. now. Yeah, that that those uh, ornamental grasses they're taller, but uh, you know you can you can have uh, lots of different sizes uh, in the same area. Right. And and it and it and it's easy. It's low maintenance. That's the biggest thing. Is liriope, daylilies, and and miscanthuses are you once you get them out there and get them established, you don't have to do anything That's to it. them. How much sun That's do you it. need for daylilies? Uh, full sun is good. Yeah. Take partial shade; it just won't bloom as good. Right. But, so uh, at least six hours. At least six. Yeah. And they'll take the heat too. That's the other. That's thing. right. They, they sure will. Especially if it's on a full sun location, it'll take the heat and mm-hmm. they are a little drought tolerant, which is another good thing about the miscanthuses. They're really drought tolerant. Mm-hmm. They certainly mm-hmm. are. Okay. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw my two cents worth. Thank you, Steve. The good two cents. I'm still alive. I'm glad oh, to hear it. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Let's see if we can grab Doug real quickly. Doug, we got, we got less than a minute. How can we help you? One as far as uh, when to put out pre-emergence on a fescue and what type. Well, there are a lot of different, uh, you know that there are a lot of different pre-emergences. But do you uh, you're trying to prevent crabgrass? You can uh, go ahead and and put that out, and but you're gonna have to reapply it uh, in early summer. But uh, there are there are lots of different uh, manufacturers. But it, it's, well, I, a lot I, of it is about about the same. But I, you know, go to a good hardware uh, uh, nursery, uh, someplace like Logan's, for instance, and and pick that up. If you want to hold on, we'll talk more about it off the air. But we got to go. Perfect. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank. You.